0: What's happening, Nerdtopians? Welcome to Nerdtopia. I am Doolin Dalton, coming back at you with another round of nerdy goodness. Got an interview for this week's episode. I'm going to go ahead and throw it up here in just a minute, but just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know, I am in the midst of a transitional phase right now. I've accepted a new job. Uh, It's going to have me running all over the country here for the next couple of months, and I am not going to be able to make it to the podcast microphone very much. Uh, This is, as you know, just something I do for fun. This isn't my nine-to-five job. So if you're following me on my Facebook page, on my YouTube page, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, what have you, please stay subscribed to me. I will come back. I will resume doing episodes. I will try to toss you guys a little bit of content from time to time. This is just a little bit of a break I need to take because I am just not going to be able to get to the mic for a while. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Welcome to Nertopia. Five, four, three, two, one. We're casting in the corner of Dr. Doom's basement, but he's our homie so we never ever pay rent and to the. RT topia like a plasma cannon, many you know we're steady smoking Yep, Comics, books, movies, and video games are our claim to fame and recognition of name We've changed the rain, but kept it the same, and we hope to gain a claim from time of the game We're coming at you, reaping, and walking dead, and you know we got pissed when the Redding ran red, and red A plunder I gas, even more than Bill and Ted, the Raiders and the Lost are gonna go to our head It's dangerous to go alone, your iPod should have us in, superheroes got a back, and that you can trust We're blowing up crazy large, like our name is the so let's give a hand to Dueling, cause this like is on word Alright guys, we're back, and uh, as you know here on Nurtopia, we really like to break down the works of fantasy and fiction, and we like to talk about it, we like to criticize it, we pick it apart, talk about the things we liked and the things we didn't like, and uh, it's a real treat to get someone in here who's actually making and contributing something, and uh, that's this guy right here. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the comic book project... Speak no evil. Now, uh, speak no evil is a project that features a little bit of sci, a little bit of fi, and a lot of awesome. And I just happen to have the writer or creator with me here right now. His name is Justin Corbett. He is the uh, host of his own podcast, the Comical Podcast, and he's also the co-owner slash writer at Gray Bear Comics. Justin, welcome to Nertopia, man. How you doing today? Doing excellent, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, th- my pleasure, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Love to have you here. And you're working on a little project called um, "Speak No Evil," dude. Tell us a little bit something about that. I watched your kick- uh, Kickstarter, and I was I was pretty intrigued by it. Looks like uh, issue one is the one that you guys have. Uh, Published right now It looks like it's kind of Almost like a prequel or a setup To the actual story that we have Leading into it So um, tell us a little bit about issue one Of uh, Speak No Evil
1: Sure Uh, So Speak No Evil at its core Is a story about two brothers in the 1930s And these two brothers are kind of rapscallions They live on the street They don't really have any parental figures And they're teenagers And uh, they get by by scamming from people And stealing stuff And they steal from the wrong guy. Uh, They find this bootlegger. It's right after Prohibition. He's still making money off of alcohol. And they steal his truck and go on the run. And uh, he gets his whole gang chasing after him. And the boys are forced to find some place to hide. And mm -hmm. uh, they actually end up crashing the truck into a frozen lake and barely (laughs) managing to escape. And there's nowhere for them to go except the woods. So they start wandering through Ooh, the woods. And-
0: them Duke boys, how are they gonna get out of this one? Bing, ding, 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 ding. Sorry, <laughs> couldn't resist. <Go> actually, <laughs> if,
1: if you watch, if, if you uh, read issue one, that mm-hmm. scene where they do crash over the guardrail <laughs> is very reminiscent of Duke's attitude. Uh, <laughs> so the boys find this cabin in the woods uh, after a little bit of you know looking around in there, uh-huh. and it turns out that before the boys got there, ten years before, actually. H.P. Lovecraft and Nikola Tesla collaborated on all kinds of weird experiments. Yeah, I'm gonna, am gonna
0: like. By- I'm gonna, am just, I'm gonna interrupt you right there because like that was the one thing that kind of pulled me in, uh, when I approached you and said, "Hey, do you want to come on the show and talk about it?" Because uh, you know it's you know comic book 30s, a little bit of horror, that's fine. But what really intrigued me was uh, the duo of Nikola Tesla and H.P. Lovecraft. You have two really interesting. Um, Characters from from history, like these, aren't fictitious characters. These were men that actually existed, and each one of them kind of have their own legacy that they left. And you took those two and you kind of meshed them together. Like that was uh, that's intriguing. That's interesting. What uh, what brought that on? Well, actually, I don't write the
1: book solo. Mm-hmm. I co write it with uh, a guy named George Tripsis, who's also one of the founders of Gray Bear Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally his idea. He saw a poster that somebody had created way back when he was in college that featured Lovecraft and Tesla as monster hunters and it inspired him to want to kind of write that kind of story. Uh, I, I didn't feel like doing the story with them as the focus was the right way to go because people have kind of done that already. Right. There's a book um, called Harold uh, from Action Lab Comics that kind of explores what would happen if the two of them were monster hunters and interacted with all these different historical figures from that time. Okay. We wanted to tell our own adventure story with two brothers that really felt more real. And mm-hmm. The characters acted how people would really act if they were in these situations. I mean, right. the, the characters in our book want to make money off of this horrible situation that they're in. And that's exactly what a real person would do if they were there, I think. <laughs> uh, so Lovecraft and Tesla, uh, he approached me with the idea for using them as the catalyst for the story. And I really liked that pitch. I really liked the idea of them collaborating on these weird experiments and using science and technology to accidentally open a portal to another dimension and let a bunch of things through that they weren't really uh, wanting to, to let through. Mm-hmm. And then the boys find it. And like I was trying to say before, they, they start playing with the stuff inside, recreate the experiment, let a bunch of monsters through. And then instead of you know, trying to shut it down or fix the situation that they've created, uh-huh. they try to figure out a way to make money off
0: of it. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs>
1: And that's kind of where the story is going. The boys are going to start going from town to town, releasing more monsters and saying, hey, we have this equipment that was left behind by this guy Tesla Mm -hmm. that can actually stop these things,
0: Mm -hmm. but we're not going to help you guys unless you pay us. Right. Okay. (laughs) So they've been desperate for so long. They want to break out of that cycle. The Ghostbusters, but just a little bit more opportunistic, maybe. Like, you know, we actually (laughs) did, like, whereas the Ghostbusters got accused of creating the problems and they didn't, these guys kind of did. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> okay. So and that's where and that's where issue 1 leaves off, I'm assuming. Issue 1 leaves off
1: with the boys discovering uh okay, well, I guess I have to go back a little bit. Okay, so the I sto- cut you
0: off and you were doing your thing. So go ahead. No, and, yeah, go back. It's a fine.
1: Bit. It's fine. Uh so Lovecraft and Tesla 10 years before the boys get there conduct this experiment mm-hmm. and this is the first time they've actually managed to open a portal of the size they have opened and this demon comes through i mean she we call her the witch she's this huge hulking uh woman-esque monster who has these like really elongated arms with spikes and uh, she's kind of terrifying looking Mm -hmm. and they barely manage to force her back through the portal and close it before she gets out and releases hell on earth okay and in the course of that their lab assistant charles gets killed Uh, she basically skewers him through the heart and then pulls him back into the portal with her so they go through this tragedy. They've been working with Charles for months, and they lose him in this one you know, ill-fated accident. And Tesla is just broken. I mean, if you know anything about the actual man Tesla, he grew up – he had a really like bad childhood. Right, right. And he, he suffered from night terrors. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we wanted to do was since Lovecraft is so uh, immersed in horror and that mythology kind of stuff, uh, we wanted those terrors of love, Teslas, to come to life. So it impacted him in such a way that Tesla was just like, I got to get away from this. I, I, we made a mistake even trying to collaborate on this. Like, I'm, I'm out. And so Tesla is the one that says, I'm walking away from this project. He boxes everything up and he leaves. And mm-hmm. his plan was always to return to the cabin and destroy all the equipment. But mm-hmm. he never got around to it. He ended up,
0: uh, well,
1: going <laughs> – some, something, something else happened that detained him from being able to do right. that. We don't want to do give re- too
0: much away. But something right. happened if, and he wasn't able to make it back.
1: If you read more of the story, you'll get to that point. Okay even though we're not truly historically accurate, uh, we tried to be kind of true to who those men were and we did our research like and learned Mm -hmm. about, you know, the things that they did and the places they went. And we tried to incorporate some of that. And there was a very brief period of time where the two of them were actually alive and could have done this. Right. Uh, and we made Tesla much older to try to make that seem like a a realistic possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, shortly after this would have occurred is when Lovecraft developed his cancer and ended up dying. So, uh, Them walking away from the experiment now kind of leaves it, you know, all this equipment and all this research just sitting there for these two teenage boys who are curious and adventurous and, you know, looking for the next scam to make a little bit of cash. Right. Uh, right just ripe for the taking for them. And, and they find it and start playing with it. And, you know,
0: <laughs> I'm the, the, the Sorcerer's way. Apprentice comes to mind. It's, uh, it's kind of what I see happening here in this arc.
1: There's there's a lot of influences in this. George and I are both very much kids of the 80s and 90s, and we love a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows from that era. And you know, I do my own podcast where I do a lot of interviews with creators and stuff, so I love comic books. Yeah. And George George is actually a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this was originally his idea for a movie script, and he couldn't afford to do it. And even if we tried to kickstart it, it would have been too costly. Right. Uh, so I had I was already working on my own comic series. And uh, he approached me with this idea, and I said, "Let's just do it as a comic, because I think it's I think it's really cool. I think people will like it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's try to make it historically accurate as much as we can, right. and uh, just add all these like fun characters and and make it real, mm-hmm. make it feel real." So we did, and uh, you know, it's been really well received, and we're super happy about that.
0: Absolutely, and uh, you know, once again with uh, the adding of Tesla and Lovecraft, I think there's like there's a lot of possibility there. Uh, with adding the worlds of fantasy and the world of science so that's kind of where we have left off at issue one which is available now uh before i move on and talk a little bit about issue two which you're currently raising the money for via kickstarter um what is it about um issue one actually let me rephrase that where is it that we can currently find issue one if you want to if you want to read it if you want to buy it etc where is that available
1: Uh, We have it available both physically and digitally on our website, Mm -hmm. which is graybearcomics.com, and that's Mm -hmm. G-R-A-Y. It has been approved by Comixology, so it should be up there within the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Great. Um, And if you go and back our Kickstarter for issue number two, we do have several reward levels that have both issue one and issue two. So that is one other way you can get it.
0: Okay, so that's available right now if you want to read it, if it it, uh, intrigues you. And right now you guys are uh, currently on your Kickstarter for issue number two, and uh, we're going to meet some more characters in issue two, Uh, particularly uh, Effie is going to be a a character who's kind of a gypsy, sort of a big sister character coming in to, uh, to meet the boys. Um is this uh in the one the first thing that came to my mind was uh two characters kind of meeting with uh the goddess which is the old archetype from uh, Campbell's hero journey hero's journey is this going to be kind of like the meeting with the goddess is she going to be like a mentor or like a Yoda type character
1: Um okay well
0: <laughs> I mean of really, course you could be doing your own thing but this is just what I drew from it
1: In in some ways yes but in a lot of ways no uh she stumbles upon the boys in a very compromising situation mm. and they're both embarrassed at the the state that she finds them in. <laughs> okay. And uh, really issue two is the introduction to Effie. When we wrote the book, we wanted to make it as cinematic as possible. Mm-hmm. And if, <clears throat> if you read issue one, you'll see the first half of the story is all Tesla and Lovecraft, and the second half of the story is the boys. Right, And if you pay attention to the way the panels flow, it's not exactly the way that you see typical comics written. Mm-hmm. It almost feels more like a movie because they're so cinematic, and our artist is really good at capturing that, that feeling. Uh, issue two is very much the same. The first half of the story is all about the boys right after they open the box, right after they open the portal. Uh, the gangsters catch up to them. We encounter our first monster that we give a name to in the book Mm -hmm. that is a monster that possesses people and then whenever it's defeated or it can't possess its host anymore it shoots out of their asshole and causes their (laughs) body to
0: explode oh that's great I love it and uh, is this uh, this Athaman that you're referring to? This is Athaman yeah
1: Uh, Mm -hmm. he's a really ugly looking centipede snake monster actually if you look at the cover for issue 2 which we have available on the kickstarter Mm -hmm. uh, you get a kind of image of him he, he looks awesome. He looks terrifying. Oh, he so. really,
0: he really, really did. He looked pretty creepy. And one of the first things I did when I watched your Kickstarter was uh, I saw I was like, the, uh, you guys had talked about Effie and then introducing the the creature Athamon. And the first thing I did was Google it. I was like, is this from Lovecraft uh, Lovecraft lore? And I I caught, I I, I uh, punched it in. Didn't see anything coming back. So I'm assuming this is probably like an original creature character you guys created. Yes. Well.
1: Again, we tried to make things similar but not exactly the same. Right. So we based all of the monsters that the boys are going to encounter on Lovecraft's creations, various monsters that he wrote about in his books. All of our monsters and demons are basically the children of the monsters or demons that Lovecraft talked about.
0: Oh, okay. So it's a it's – a, you, know, you take that lore and then you kind of just add your own layer to it.
1: Right. We adjust them slightly to fit our type of story, uh, but there's a lot of similarities. Like in issue three and four, uh, getting ahead of myself a little bit, we have a, a monster that can only be defined as like a spaghetti monster. Uh, uh, <laughs> it has okay. a lot of tentacles going all kinds of different directions. Right. Uh, and nothing but like gnashing teeth, and it's very similar to one of Lovecraft's creations. Um, even even the names, we tried to pick names that sounded similar to things that Lovecraft created, because Athamon does sound Lovecrafty. Yeah,
0: that's why I Googled it. I'm like, that sounds very Lovecrafty, and Let me Google it.
1: Uh, but it's not exactly, you know, it's it's uh, actually the, the etymology of Athemon is is kind of funny. Uh, we have a friend who has a, a lisp, a really bad lisp, And uh, we were talking about the ass demon because that's what we were calling him in the early stages. And he kept saying Athemon, Athemon and uh, Athamon was born.
0: It's <laughs> oh, brilliant. And that's, uh, you know, and that's another thing I was going to ask you about. Um, and it, it sounds like maybe you kind of answered the question a little bit for me or maybe it's something you don't want to give too much away, uh, about, but, um, with Lovecraft involved, you might expect, uh, as we, as we get further down the road with, uh, some of this lore coming into play, um, anybody who knows anything about HP Lovecraft might know a little bit something about, of course, the, uh, mythological creature Cthulhu, so, um, with no mention of him coming into play yet, is that something maybe we can expect to see later down the road? Or is that just something that uh, you would urge your readers just to read, wait, and see? Um,
1: <laughs> it's a, it's not outside the realm of possibility. George, George and I planned 20 issues for this story. Okay. And we know how the book ends. We know exactly where each major arc hits its story beat and ends. Uh, we're breaking it up into four or five-issue arcs. And in the middle of arc two and three, there's going to be another time jump. Mm-hmm. And we're introducing um, some elements that will lead to there, – there will at least be mentions of Cthulhu. I don't know if we will actually see him. Right. Uh, but he, he is definitely a driving factor in the latter half of the book.
0: Okay. Great.
1: I guess that's the best answer I can Yeah, <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. That's perfect. That's perfect. And then you answer my next question, which was how uh, you know what do you have planned for your story arc? How many issues? But you said you're looking at about 20?
1: 20 issues, yeah. We know exactly all the characters. We actually have the first five fully written, mm-hmm. and we have the first 10 kind of outlined. Uh, we're still tweaking a few things and adjusting what characters are where in the world uh, for the last five. But uh, we, we know what the ending is. That was one of the first things we discussed because we didn't want to go into this story – only having a beginning like a lot of people do. A lot of people go into stories writing them just with the beginning in mind or just with what characters they wanted to write or what their basic concept is. Mm-hmm. And they don't really plan ahead for an ending. So when they're you know, told their book doesn't have high enough sales or, or whatever and it's canceled for whatever reason, they have to scramble and try to get that together. Right. Uh, you know, George and I are both huge TV fans and, and movie fans and um, – like, we love Breaking Bad because it had they a definitive ending. knew where they ending. were going. And Vince Gilligan knew where it was going. On the flip and, side of
0: that, Lost, where they had no clue where they were going. And then they get to the right. season six and they're like, uh, shit, tie up those ends. Damn it. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. we
1: said it wasn't purgatory, but it's purgatory. <laughs> but it's purgatory. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. Uh, George is a huge Lost fan. I,
1: I enjoyed it a lot, too. Uh, but we both agree that the ending was very poor, and we wanted to make sure that our story didn't have that problem. So put a lot of thought into the future of
0: this. Sounds like uh sounds like you guys have really done your homework, you've done your research and uh, you put together a really cool product and I'm I'm intrigued. I'd really love to uh sit down and read it and I think I'm gonna and uh, I would urge all of my listeners to go ahead and go out there and check these guys out, check out their comic book Speak No Evil. And uh, where can we find that again? You said uh graybearcomics.com?
1: Yeah, graybearcomics.com. That's G R A Y bear comics uh or Will also be on Comicsology within the next few weeks, hopefully, or you can go to the Kickstarter and back us at one of the levels that involves both issue one and issue two.
0: Oh, fantastic, man! Um, and then uh, the Kickstarter is listed on graybearcomics.com I'm assuming, and uh, yeah, man, we uh, we really look forward to seeing the uh, the turnout on that. And what's your uh, target release? I know you guys are still you guys are still raising money, but uh, what's your target release for issue two?
1: Well. If we succeed in the Kickstarter, which right now we're 44% of the way funded,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and we're asking for $5,000, so right now we're okay. like right around 2200 if we succeed in the Kickstarter, we should be able to complete the book by December. Okay. Uh, our, our artist, Samir, has the first seven pages already done. Uh, they've already been colored. They're just waiting for lettering. Uh, he, he moves really fast as long as we can afford to pay him. So if we have to pay him out of pocket, <laughs> uh, which we will, we're, if the Kickstarter for some reason doesn't fund, it's still going to get made. It'll just take us a little bit longer because we'll be paying you know ourselves instead of uh, you know our audience paying for it. Right. So it would be ideal for the Kickstarter to succeed, and then we can you know continue paying him on a regular basis and hopefully have the book finished by December and sent out to all of our backers by January. That's the plan. And uh, we're hoping to do two books this year, three books next year, mm-hmm. take a short break, and then come back and uh, do the trade and start on issue six um, at the beginning of
0: 2018. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, the comic book is Speak No Evil. Issue one is available now on GraybearComics.com. And with me was Justin Corbett, the, co- the host of Comical Podcast and the co-owner-writer at Grey Bear Comics. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. It was a blast.
0: It, uh, anytime, man. Uh, hope to hope to hear back more from you, and uh, we'll keep a close eye on that. And uh, for <laughs> welcome to Nertopia, I'm Doolin Dalton, and thanks for nerding out with us, guys. Have a good night. Hey guys, that's gonna be a quick wrap up on welcome to Nertopia for the time being. While I travel the country, man, gonna get out there and go see the world. Please do not unsubscribe. Stay seated right here to Welcome to Nerdtopia on SoundCloud and iTunes as well as YouTube. And I will return. And as always, thanks for nerding out with me, guys.